Welcome in the latest episode of that SEC podcast. I'm your host, Michael Braddon. I go by SEC Mike on Twitter. And I'm joined, as always, by my cousin Shane. What are you up to, you big Tennessee homer? <laughs> hey, boy, what's going on? <laughs> oh, man, I can't tell you how many people mm. have engaged and sent feedback oh, and and all that. So I want to thank everybody for the, uh, of course, I'm talking about the quarterback rankings that we did last episode. Yep. If, you, if you missed it, go back and check that out. It's doing great on all our analytics and everything. So, uh, But as per usual, Shane, people do not read the fine print on those. You know what? <laughs> never. Never do. I knew it was going to be a problem, so that's why I've tried to avoid online altogether. I'd pop in every now and then. And honestly, Mike, not as bad as I thought it was going to be, you know? Yeah. I mean, even Florida Gator fans were like, well, I mean, he's kind of got a point. You know, it's like, <laughs> well, let's, let's let him prove it here. I think the biggest argument that I saw on there was was the the Mississippi schools, you know? It was yeah. why is Dart ahead of Rogers? And I and, and, and upon further review, I was kind of like, eh, maybe they're onto something there. But but Mike, yeah, it, it's it's always one of my favorite lists, but it's also one of my favorite times to avoid Twitter. <laughs> and I'm hungover, Mike, so a little hair of the dog here too, you know. It's been a rough day, brother. Fourth of July was great. I know you had an awesome fourth. Uh, I hope the listeners had an awesome fourth, but. I am dragging a little bit, man. I think I can't remember who it said, but this they said this was the most Mondayish Wednesday ever, and that's exactly <laughs> what it felt like, man. Just dragging. Yeah. Well, we're gonna pick everybody up, Shane, by talking them LSU Tigers up so high on Brian Kelly and company in year two. Yeah. But before we get to our latest team preview, we only got a couple left, Shane. We're winding down here. This will be the first year, hopefully, fingers crossed, that we get all. 14 SEC teams in uh, last yeah. year. We, we fell short, but we got time before media days. But uh, speaking of media days, I wanted to give everybody a reminder. Don't forget Saturday, July 15th, three to six Eastern, three to six central time. I don't even know what time this thing is. Shane bearded Iris. Come hang out with us. Cousin Shane and I are going to be there. It's going to be an SEC media days tailgate. So it's yeah. Saturday before media days. Bearded Iris Brewing, right next to Top Golf. Here, I'll throw up the uh, the address on the screen. But uh, man, it's gonna be a good time. You know what? Yes, and just again, reminder: it's it's an awesome little town to hang out in. Love to hang out with the cousins and just you know shoot the shit. That's all this is: drink some cold beer, talk some football. You know, point at Mikey and, and make fun of all his bad hot takes. You know, that's that's what this is about. But uh, again. It's kicking off college football, man. The SEC Media Days is right here, right on us. We're almost a little over a month away from college football, and we just want to celebrate with you guys. So be sure to get down there, Bearded Iris, 3 mm-hmm. to 6 Central Time. Uh, love to see all of you. Absolutely. Well, Shane, let's get into this LSU preview. And as we like to do, Shane, quick recap of what happened last season, of course. Came out of nowhere. Won the SEC West in Brian Kelly's first season. Who in the world could have imagined that? Even the biggest LSU homer, I think, uh, conceded the division to Alabama last season. But it was them Tigers, Shane, because they beat Alabama in Mm -hmm. overtime at home. That won them the West. But, uh, you know, it was not an easy road. Lost the opener to Florida State. That was the game where they were basically getting dominated for three quarters. And then they made a late rally, blocked 
extra point, lost them the game, lost against Tennessee at home. That was a pretty dominant loss there. Uh, lost to A&M at the end of the season. That was tough. Got destroyed by Georgia in the SEC championship. But they bounced right back, Shane, and, and just absolutely obliterated Purdue in the Citrus Bowl to give mm-hmm. – Brian Kelly and company, a 10-4 record in his debut season. And, uh, you know, I think this season as a whole, Shane, just kind of showed how far they have to come, but Mm -hmm. their ability to bounce back from disappointments, get coached up, and, you know, position groups like the offensive line was a train wreck to start. That was a strength at the end. Jaden Daniels, to me, was a complete question mark. He exited the season. Now entering the next one as one of the best quarterbacks in the SEC. And I, I think it's all the traits you want from a growing mm-hmm. program we saw last year uh, in LSU. Yeah, and I think that's what we got last year with LSU was just a, a little inconsistency. But we expected that. I mean, you got a new coach, new team. Mm-hmm. There's going to be some problems right out of the gate. They had it with Florida State. But it felt like toward the end of that game they came alive. And it, and it if you could summarize their season, it was almost like it was that Florida State game. Like, they finally figured it out along the way, and, and that's why they made it to an SEC championship, Mike. They yeah. had a lot of great games. They had a lot of mistakes earlier in the season I think they'd like to have back. But moving into year two of Kelly's Kelly's program here, I think they're in great shape, brother. I love every, I love the talent they're bringing back. I love, I love the coaching staff here. Uh, LSU's dangerous again, Mike. Oh, yeah, no question, Shane. And it's thanks to Brian Kelly, who uh, let's go to the coaches next, Shane. This is incredible. 273 wins, and this is just FBS football. He's won national championships, multiple national championships at uh, Grand Valley State, I think it's called, lower level. So 273 wins. He's the all-time winningest coach right now in college football, Shane, if you include his, his lower-level wins. 100 losses, two ties. He'd been coaching so long, Shane, they had ties back in. <laughs> uh, he was obviously 10-4 and four last year. But how about this, Shane? This is kind of weird. I didn't realize this until I was going back looking at the schedules. 2-2 two and two against top 25 teams last season, but 2-2 two and two against top 10. So, Every ranked team LSU played last year was in the top 10. They didn't face anyone uh, outside the top 10 when we're talking just ranked opponents. So, 2-2 two and two against top 10, not a terrible record in your in your debut. 6-1 and one at home. Tennessee was at mm-hmm. one loss. 3-1 and one on the road. The, lo- the only loss there was A&M at the end of the season. Just 1-2 and two in neutral site games, though. So, that's how we got to that 10-2. and two. And the best news... For all LSU fans, Shane, they fired special teams coordinator. Get his ass out of here. <laughs> Bringing in a new one, John Jancic. That's a name Tennessee fans, Georgia fans know well. Former defensive coordinator on Rocky Top and in Athens. Uh, he was defensive coordinator Cincinnati, defense coordinator Colorado State. And, again, he's he's just coaching linebackers and special teams. So, I like this hire by LSU. You know, we yeah. had to change the special teams. And then the only other coaching staff change, Shane, defensive line coach, Jimmy Lindsey. He was at South Carolina the last two years. They just had a third-round draft pick, Zach Pickens, so he got coached up by Coach Lindsey. And um, I think it's good for LSU not to have a ton of turnover in the coaching staff after last season having to go through a, a total re- rebuild, so to speak, on the uh, the coaching staff. 
Yeah, man. And and I mean, just going, what Kelly did last year is, I mean, you just can't explain how that just never happens. It never happens in the SEC, Mike. Somebody right. comes in and takes over a program where you got a fired coach. It's just, you don't ramp up that quick. And, and I think what's really unique about this situation, Mike, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of curious your take on this expectations expectations when you got a new coach you're thinking year at the end of year two year three that's when we're, we're expecting to start winning and competing against the top dogs in the sec but mm-hmm. given how last year happened i mean is the expectations extremely high already for brian kelly or or do you think there's still some room for for error yeah, well, I mean, I think uh, certainly I'm an outlier, Shane, picking LSU to win it all. But uh, that, that's mainly because we all know the juggernaut Georgia is. So I'm not yeah. sitting here saying, yeah, they're vastly better than Georgia. I mean, I don't – hell, this point in time last year, we weren't saying Georgia was going to repeat. So I think everybody – we all look at this through the lens of what we already know and what's already happened. But it's it's hard to project forward. But that's kind of what I'm having to do there. Uh, I think it helps them that it, at least in my mind, not everybody's mind, but in my mind, Shane, Alabama has taken a, it's a baby step, but it is back in my mind. It's a, it's a baby step back, so to speak. A&M's mm-hmm. not realized their potential. Uh, Ole Miss, Mississippi State. I think, uh, you know, you'd be fooling yourselves if you, if you think they've got as much overall talent as LSU. Doesn't mean they can't beat them, but they're, you know, significantly uh, not as not overall as talented roster. Auburn's got a new coach, so I mean, there's a lot to suggest that LSU should be the favorite, and yeah, that's one of the biggest things I'm going to be curious to know at Media Day. Shane is is LSU the pick or is Alabama the pick out of the West? We already know mine. Well, we'll get to that, I guess, on a, on a future <laughs> episode. But hell, I'm, I'm sitting here saying they're going to win it all. So so clearly, I have LSU uh, as the team to beat out of the West, but. I don't think everybody's going to be saying that. Yeah. Yeah. I was just curious, man, because it feels like expectations are real high. Like, like he's been down there for five years now, you know, and it's just <laughs> year two and, and there's still going to be some growing pains, but, but maybe they are further along. I mean, if we're going off SEC Mike's prediction here, you know, maybe I'm a few years behind. <laughs> All right. So, so let's get to the returning production. And here's a, a big reason why I love them. LSU Tigers, Shane. of the passing uh, yards is back, of course, led by Jaden Daniels, 2,913 passing yards last year. 97% of the rushing is back, led by Jaden Daniels again, 885 yards. 66.8% of the receiving yards, Malik Neighbors had 1,017 receiving yards last year. Four starters back on the offensive line and five linemen back with starting uh, experience in their past and of course uh, the offensive coordinator Mike Denbrock is also back LSU is one of only two SEC teams Shane with the quarterback and offensive coordinator back or starting quarterback from last year so you know LSU's offense was definitely not any kind of liability last year so I think we could be talking you know top two top three offense in the entire SEC and and top five in the country with LSU, this is going to be a very, very, very dangerous offense, I think. 
Yeah, I mean, it was dangerous last year, and they're all coming back. So I, I think that offensive line's key, and, uh, you know, that's something, you know, when you have a Heisman front runner like, like Daniels, you know, there mm-hmm. wasn't a lot of change in front of him. And I think that's probably not mentioned enough. This this offense is going to be scary. They're going to put up a ton of points, and, they, and they're deeper. That's, that's another one. Later in the season, it seems like they kind of limped into a few of those games. I think they've built some depth around those boys as well. Right. Now, the other side of the ball, not as impressive, at least on paper. Got some star power, but yeah. lost five of our top eight tacklers on defense. Uh, 58% of the sack production is back, so a little over half. Harold Perkins led the team last year, seven and a half sacks. Uh, but only a third of the interceptions are back for LSU. Now, how did they shore up the defense, Shane? You guessed it, the transfer portal. So (laughs) let's get to the transfer first. We like to start with the guys leaving. And this is another reason I like LSU, Shane. The guys they lost, not a lot of key contributors here or anything. So um, obviously they lost Walker Howard, the young quarterback. He was not going to play this year. That's, that could kill you down the line, particularly if right. he's a, if he's a star at Ole Miss. That's LSU fans will never get over that, but that doesn't affect you this year because we got two quality quarterbacks. Uh, linebacker Demario Tolan transferred to Auburn. Receiver Jack Besh left for TCU, and offensive lineman Marcus Dumerville left for Maryland. Now they had a couple other guys leave, but they all went to lower UNLV, SMU, Campbell, Kansas. I mean. On and on and on. Uh, not a lot of contributors lost aside from the ones I, I potentially mentioned. But here, buddy, buckle up because they have loaded up on the transfer portal just like they did last year that yep. kind of equipped this team to win the West. And for me, Shane, it starts with Omar, Omar Spates from Oregon State. He was all Pac-12 first-team linebacker, Shane. He said, I wanted to go somewhere where they have a chance to win a national championship. That's why he's here. 39 starts at Oregon State, 308 tackles. That, that'd make him all top 10 in LSU history with that many <laughs> tackles, Shane. Six foot, 233 pound. He's going to start right away at the middle linebacker spot. Running back, we needed a little bit of help here, Shane. Logan Diggs from Notre Dame played for Brian Kelly at Notre mm-hmm. Dame. Uh, he was the second leading rusher at Notre Dame last year, 821 yards, four touchdowns, average five yards per carry. So very good back. Now, th- How bad does Notre Dame hate SEC? <laughs> you know? <laughs> I mean, we're still in coaches. We're still in players. It's like Notre Dame is just gutted. So I, I, yep. I bet we are up that list. <laughs> yeah. When do they uh, play an SEC team again? What, don't they got one coming up? Is uh, it Texas? Uh Next year or so? I can't remember. It seems like we've got some Notre Dame games coming up. But, yeah, boy, they hate the SEC. I just think – sorry. I didn't mean to no, let me there. fire that up. I can get that real quick yeah. here. Independent Notre Dame future. Let's see. 20 – ooh, you nailed it, Shay. 2024 opening weekend, Notre Dame at – who do you want to take a guess? It's the SEC – West, you know, we won't have the West in 2024, but we got it on the schedule here. Uh, shit, I don't know. Arkansas? Oh, close. A&M. A&M. Oh, man. Oh, that'd be a good one. But check yeah. this out, Shane. In 2025, they yeah. host A&M. Two weeks later, go to 
Arkansas. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> man, Notre Dame's they're gonna be loaded up with these SEC losses. Here. That's you just like that's just it's all it is is trials, tryouts. You know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You ain't going to win, but we're going to see who your best players are while you're down here. <laughs> well, speaking of A&M, Shea, that's where LSU went and got perhaps their best defensive back now. Uh, Denver Harris, the former five-star, was only at uh, A&M for just one season. He's he's elite, Shane, at uh, driving in the parking lot fast as hell. Uh, uh, 14 tackles, three Georgia pass- didn't want him? I mean, <laughs> yeah. come on. <laughs> Did play a ton at, at A&M in his one year, but uh, Brian Kelly in the spring, Shane, he says, this kid's got no chance. Uh, yeah. Either he makes it here or he's not going to make it. So, yeah. hey, this this is his opportunity to prove himself of that five-star billing. They also went up to Syracuse, Shane, and landed a corner. Deuce Chestnut, 83 tackles, four picks, 13 pass breakups the last two years. He was a freshman, All-American two years ago, and runner-up, for ACC Defensive Rookie of the Year, so big time player. Another like def- a country singer too, don't he? Deuce Chestnut, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Another defensive back from Ohio State, Shane J.K. Johnson, twenty tackles in two seasons at Ohio State. And how about this? Uh, LSU's corners coach Robert Steeples, that was his mm-hmm. high school head coach. So, oh, okay. J.K. Johnson reuniting there, and then this guy. I hear great things about him, Shane. Zai Alexander, who, who played at Southeast Louisiana, lower level, but two-time FCS All-American cornerback here. So, loaded up yeah. with defensive backs that could be some big-time players. They're going to need that help. They also added a, a receiver from uh, Alabama, Aaron Anderson, originally yeah. from LSU. He was the number four receiver in the country two uh, a year ago. Didn't make much of an impact at Alabama in this one season. Now he's at back back home at LSU. Uh, they added a bunch of players, Shane, in, in the defensive front seven. It, OV, ooh, I'm going to butcher this one. OV Ohofu. <laughs> from t- he was at. This is weird, Shane. I had I had to double check my math here. Two seasons at Texas. Three seasons at Notre Dame. Now he's got one at LSU. So, I mean, he's playing for Brian Kelly multiple schools here. <laughs> 96 tackles, 14 tackles for loss, four and a half sacks at Texas. Now he's going to be uh, anchoring down a probably a defensive end position here at LSU. A defense alignment from Arizona, Paris Schnod, six foot five, 290 pounds. Ooh, boy, Shane, 39 tackles, four and a half tackles for loss, four sacks, two forced fumbles last year. West former West Virginia lineman Jordan Jefferson, six foot three, three hundred ten pounds. Shane, he's forty career games, fifty four tackles, fourteen and a half tackles for loss. Last year had nine and a half tackles for loss. Mm-hmm. Florida former Florida lineman Jalen Lee, six foot two, two hundred ninety nine pounds, twenty five games played for the Gators, and then they added of Oregon lineman Braden Swinson, thirty five tackles, five and a half tackles for loss and three sacks during his time at Oregon so buddy I don't know if any of these guys are going to come in here and be like elite defensive linemen in the SEC but when you had six defensive linemen six defensive backs uh, you have shored up depth and talent issues that you may have had on the roster yeah absolutely man and again I know we lost a lot on defense but I'm not 
I mean, how how scared that's th- this day and age. It's just scoring more points. It feels like, mm-hmm. and, and and you look at the games they they lost last year, or even won. Mm-hmm. There's games they're giving up 30, 40 points a game, and it's like, yeah, we don't need it. I mean, we're not looking for a lockdown defense. We're looking for some depths and some key positions. A bend, don't break mentality, but create a few mistakes along the way. I think that's the recipe for for uh, LSU here, and I think they shored up some of those positions in the portal. And I think the fact, Shay, that they proved last season that they can take a, a ton of transfers like this and – and, you know, again, they were not elite year-round by any means, but, you know, how it's difficult to bring in a new quarterback yeah. and bring in all these defensive backs from across the country and, and on and on and on. Yet they, they meshed all those pieces together. If they can do it again, they're going to live up to the hype that I'm giving them here, Shane. They also signed the number six recruiting class in the country. That's the third-best class in the SEC. A couple of five-stars, Shane. Offensive linemen. Balance Hurd, how about that name, Shane? And he's a he's the number three offensive tackle. So if he can balance mm-hmm. the edge out there, he's gonna be elite. Shit, <laughs> <laughs> you've been hanging around me too much, man. <laughs> the number six uh, edge defender in the country, Shane Deshaun Womack, so a pair of five stars, and mm-hmm. then uh, a ton of four stars. But I'm only gonna mention a few here. The number five safety, Tavian Tivano. The number five interior def- offensive lineman, DJ Chester. Number 12 receiver in the country, Jalen Brown. And the number 15 receiver in the country, Shelton Sampson, along with, like I said, about 20 other four stars. But yeah. uh, the, these were the highest rated guys. At LSU, much like Georgia and Alabama, we're not signing a ton of freshmen and, and expecting them all to play. You know, right. we want a handful to contribute immediately and and by their second and third years be stars of the team. But uh, a lot of these guys w- will certainly play a role for LSU, particularly on special teams, I would think, this year. Well, and that's, that's going to be Kelly's recipe in the long run is just recruiting. You know, the portal's something that's helping them out right now, but I don't think that's the – you know, later in life, we go three, four years from now. I, I, I truly believe Kelly's just going to be going in for a handful of positions that he really needs. Right. You know, not not just an abundance of bodies. Mm-hmm. And you know, credit him for doing that, Shane, and, and knowing what has to be done because, mm-hmm. again, I mean, the the contract they gave him, he could be like some other coaches in the SEC, Shane, and saying, "Well, year six, that's a year." No, yeah. I mean, I mean, they're trying to fill the pieces now. Because he's trying to win. He's trying to win a national championship. And mm-hmm. you've utilized the tools that are in front of you, Shane. And and they certainly utilized the transfer portal extremely yep. well last year. You know what? Oh, yeah. All right, Shane. So let's rank, uh, or my rankings here, of the offensive position groups, Shane. And I, I think it's easy on offense. Quarterbacks, number one. Yeah. And, <laughs> and this is a factor of, of having good quarterbacks, but also being very deep. Of course, Jane Daniels mentioned him already. I I think he's the second best quarterback in the SEC this year. And you could even talk me into him being the first quarterback in the SEC. Uh, led the team in rushing, 2,900 passing yards, 17 touchdowns. Garrett Nussmeyer, possibly the best backup in the entire yeah. SEC. And then freshman Ricky Collins, touted kid, four-star prospect. Um, you know, So we don't go four or five deep like some SEC quarterback rooms but I, I think our three here are standouts for them Tigers any issue with uh, quarterback being at, at the top of my list for LSU 
No, quarterback is definitely where I'm at here, Mike. And, in fact, I was trying to look. We were asked a question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's just a lot of content. And I apologize to the listener. I can't I can't find the, the exact tweet. Uh, but they asked a, a question about your quarterback list here. You know, because I think this quarterback room is absolutely loaded, and, and I think they've probably got the best backup in the country. Mm-hmm. But if, if Nussmeyer was on – any other SEC, like if you were doing your your power rankings, where would he have been on this list? Wow, that's interesting. Uh, I mean, I guess it really depends on where he went. Uh, I know Florida tried desperately to – I mean, hell, he didn't even get in the portal, Shane, but right. he'd be the starter at Florida if he wanted to be right now. Um, hmm. I would think you – know you know what's also funny, Shane? I mean, when I was doing that list – how many times did I say it? And I meant it. There's a lot of talent in the SEC at the quarterback yeah. position. A lot of people looked at that list and they said, my God, the SEC, so mid. I kept seeing that mid. They got no players. I mean, I think they legitimately got nine guys that could be outstanding quarterbacks. So, I would throw Nussmeyer in that mix from from three to nine I mean, yeah. you could you could talk. It depends on where he's going to go. Like like if he was at Kentucky instead of Devin Leary, yeah, maybe I maybe I put him. You know, five six in in the SEC, something like that. So, really depends on the fit, but uh, firmly in that second tier of quarterbacks, but not which is not far from the top. Okay, yeah. I just let me, one second, Mark. I almost got him pulled up. I just want to give him a shout out. Because that was such a good question, and I didn't, I, I didn't want to answer. It, but I, when you brought this up, I was like, "Oh shit, I'm curious what what Mike would have said." Oh, um, oh well, he's got a long one here. All right, his his name's more in sorrow than anger. So <laughs> at so so what you what? Ah oh, shit, I can't say all that, Mike. That's just that's why I don't do those five star reviews anymore, Mike. <laughs> Uh, I've got to get some readers, man. I'm getting old, but, uh, but I appreciate the question. And, and I, I thought it was a very good question. And there's a reason he was a hot name right. floating around. Um, this quarterback room loaded from, from top to bottom. And I think that's important, man, because one of the things you, you mentioned returning rushing production was Daniels. And you always got that in the back of your mind when you've got a mobile quarterback that runs mm-hmm. as often as he does is what happens if he goes down. And I think LSU doesn't miss a beat. Right. And and also I'm trying to sit here and think, Shane, I mean, if, if Garrett Nelsmeyer was Georgia's starting quarterback. Yeah. I mean, we still don't know what we have in Carson Beck, at least until we actually see it. But I don't think it'd be drastically different. If no. he's at Alabama, I think he's probably a top five quarterback in the SEC. So, it, a lot of it depends on the fit, but uh, very, yeah. very high on Garrett Nussmeyer, no doubt. So second position group, Shane, and this was a struggle. I mean, the, the next couple are, are kind of razor thin here, but I'm going with the offensive line that returns yeah. four or five. Offensive line has always been a strength under, uh, under Brian Kelly during his time at Notre Dame, bringing back two all-freshman tackles, Shane. Will Campbell at left tackle, Emory Jones at right tackle, Maybe the two best offensive linemen as, as true freshmen last year in the country. Uh, bringing back our center, who was named most improved player in the spring, uh, Charles Turner. Miles Frazier is back at right guard. Those are our starters. Uh, Garrett Dellinger, he, he's likely to start at left guard. Marlon Martinez, a, a capable back. 
and, uh, you know, several touted youngsters behind them. So I think the offensive line is going to be a real strength for LSU this fall. Oh, yeah, and they look good in that spring game, man. They've, they've all put on a little weight. They just look good. Uh, and and that's one of the things. We were watching the game, and it felt like that rushing was was getting going, you know, and that's mm-hmm. that's something LSU's lacked. And, and, man, there was a lot of push up front with those boys. So I'm, I'm with you here. Number two spot, I'd give the linemen as well. Right. Now, second – or, excuse me, third, Shana, you could really flip a coin here between the running backs and the receivers, but I went with the running backs. Because they just added that Logan Diggs from Notre Dame. Still not sure about John Emery. Is he on the team? Is he not? I'm counting him because as far as I know, he's on the team. But yeah, no guarantees. So that also played a factor. They got Josh Williams back, very capable back. Armani Goodwin and Noah Kane. So we got five running backs here that are solid. Uh, freshman Trey Hollies, another one to keep your eyes on. The only thing here, and, and I'm not trying to knock any of these guys, Shane, but you know, for a long time, LSU. When I think of LSU, I think of elite defensive backs and elite running backs. Yeah. And I don't think any of these guys are are quite up to that gold standard at LSU, which is is making me kind of miss some of the runners we've had in years past. But again, that doesn't mean they're bad players, but uh, maybe just not the elite of the elite like we've seen in Baton Rouge. Brother, I, every day I'm putting out one of them big orange walks. And, again, thanks for everybody for the support you guys give me on that one. And and when I'm doing these number countdowns, you'd be amazed how many of our LSU running backs. And I have to skip over because I like them. We just did LSU. I can't put a Leonard Fournette or a Juice. You know, it's like I got to keep moving till I find someone else. So, yeah, I, I kind of miss those days. And, and who knows? One of these kids are going to pop. You know, that's one thing I like about this running back room. They all got a little something different with them. So, uh, maybe maybe we'll find one this year. Mm-hmm. So, next I got the receivers, Shane. Great trio here. Malik Neighbors, Brian Thomas, Kyron Lacey, breakout candidate after the spring. Looked like a star in the spring game. I, I mentioned the transfer, Aaron Anderson from I Alabama. said juice. I meant guys. Sorry. Juice. Yeah, I, we knew still, what you mean. We yeah, knew what you yeah, mean. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I know the beer's kicking in here. <laughs> and then we it's got like those juice. What am I talking about? <laughs> we got the freshmen, uh, Jalen Brown, Shelton Sampson, two elite, elite high school prospects coming into this room. So, again, we're not quite as deep. I wish we were maybe one or two deeper at receiver. Maybe I would push them past the running backs in that case. But uh, our starting trio here is is pretty stellar. And this episode of Mike Hates Tied In is brought to you by <laughs> Coors Light. <laughs> Mason Taylor leads the way at tight end. That is the, the final I mean, his dad. Do you here. not know his dad is? And you can't have him higher up on this list, Mike? <laughs> he caught the final touchdown in regulation against Bama. And, of course, the two-point play. I mean, that's when his legend and Bat Rouge started to grow. I think, uh, you know, he has just scratched the surface of his potential. But we just don't got much behind him, Shane. Mark. Parkway is a, a, a touted guy, and they, they signed another freshman to to back him up. But, uh, not, yeah, I don't know what we have behind Mason Taylor. I really don't. Mark Park. That sounds like a made-up name, don't it? <laughs> like you just caught him and it's on his fake ID. Mark Parkway, is it? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brady, Brady the yeah, defensive uh, position group, Shane. This Again, this was tough because they're all – 
all, like kind of on the same plane for me. But I'm going with linebackers because old yeah. Harold Perkins there, brother. Absolutely. Though, I think he may be the best defensive player in all the country this year. Uh, Greg Penn is back. He started every game at linebacker for LSU. And then that transfer from Oregon State, I referenced Omar Spates, could be the best transfer addition across the SEC. Uh, but this is another one, Shane, where I don't know if we're, we got elite depth behind these guys. We got two brothers on the team, Shane. How about this? West Weeks and Wit Weeks. One's a, <laughs> I thought it was I thought it was a typo at first. I don't, two W Weeks? What? One's a junior, one's a freshman, both from Georgia. So shout out to Weeks family there for sending linebackers to LSU. Sloan Wright, Lane Blue. Uh, I, I just don't know what we got behind those guys, and, and those guys yeah. are even kind of unproven. Well, how close? How close was the running or the defensive lineman here? That's the next one up, brother. So, uh, I mean, because I would, I would imagine. Because don't get me wrong, I love Perkins and I love this linebacker room, but I also love some of these these big uglies up front here. So, how close was? I mean, were you real close to maybe putting the defensive line up front? Well, defensive line definitely better depth. Yeah, and they got some star power too. So, yeah, I mean. You kind of talked me in. Yeah, let's put, let's put the defense line first. Thanks yeah, to, I think so. I mean, just depth alone. Yeah, Mason Smith, maybe the best player on the team, lost all last season aside from the first uh, series against Florida State. He's back. He's healthy mm-hmm. to anchor this D-line. Makai Wingo was an All-American. He right next to Mason Smith. Come on now. Uh, <laughs> we got some great depth in Savion Jones, Quincy Wiggins, Paris Shane, and Jacoby Gilroy. And then all these dang transfers, Shane. Paris Shan from Arizona, Jalen Lee, Florida, Jordan Jefferson, West Virginia, Braden Swinson from Oregon, and Ovi, oh, oh, oh I, no way I got that right, from Texas. Yeah, we, we're very deep, very talented defensive uh, line here. That's It's going to be relying on some transfers, though, so that yeah. that makes me a little nervous. But some disruptors, too, man. Some dudes yeah. up front that, that can make some noise and make it a little bit easier on those linebackers back there. So, yeah, this is a this is a nasty front, man. Mm-hmm. And then the defensive back, Shane, I mean, they, they've got ultimate potential as well. Two starters back, Greg Brooks and Major Burns, they're back from last year. Uh, Latravius Welch and Selvin Banks are back. They played last year. But it's all about these transfers for me, Shane. Denver Harris, Deuce Chestnut, the country singer, J.K. <laughs> Johnson, and Zy Alexander. If we can get these guys up to speed, we may have a lockdown secondary here, Shane, and considering the talent we got up front, um, I mean, all these pieces could feed off each other. I mean, I just don't think LSU is going to have some, like, dynamic defense that, that is shut yeah. down. But if they can get up to speed for the for these key games, I think they can make enough plays to keep LSU uh, in that national championship hunt. And I think that's that's really what you're hoping for with this unit. That's it, man. It's kind of like I said earlier. You don't want to limit possessions. You want to create a little havoc, maybe create some turnovers up front and, you know, have a bend, not break. I know that's so cliche and people get tired of hearing it, but that's exactly what LSU needs here. It's a a little less points given and a little more taken away. So, um, Mm -hmm. I like this defense. I think this is going to be the most improved uh, body on on that side of the on that side of the football and, and it's that secondary a lot of question marks that's that's the only one if they gel up nice yeah. brother watch out LSU could be legit 
Now, as for the specialist shade, we've got uh, Damian Ramos back at kicker. He was all mm -hmm. SEC freshman team, so solid kicker. And punter Jay Bramblett back for a second season. He transferred down from Notre Dame shade. So, common <laughs> theme here. I mean, all yeah. these guys, you know, Brian Kelly may be goofy and people think he's a jerk and all this. Well, all these guys were wanting to play for him again and again. So, mm -hmm. I think that says more about Brian Kelly than, than anything you're going to read on the internet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, Shane, so one of my favorite parts uh, of, of these first uh, time doing it this year, ranking the top 10 players like they were on the NCAA video game. And this was tough, Shane, because LSU's got some star power. I'm going Harold Perkins, a linebacker, 97 overall, getting close to that 99 range, Shane, for a second year. That's, <laughs> that's probably too low for Cousin Shade. Jaden Daniels, I gave him a 96. So, I mean, he's elite as well. Mason Smith, yeah. the big defensive lineman, giving him a 96 too. Uh, Makai Wingo right next to Smith, 95. My God, we got us some big big man in the trenches They're here. They're back, baby. They're back. <laughs> <laughs> Makai, uh, uh, Malik Neighbors, the receiver, Shane, giving him a 94. The transfer linebacker mm -hmm. from Ohio, uh, Oregon State, Omar Spates, giving him a 92. The left tackle, Will Campbell, a 90 as just a sophomore. That's great. Brian Thomas, a receiver, giving him a 90. How about this, Shane? Garrett Nussmeyer, the backup quarterback, 89. <laughs> so, I mean, again, very capable backup. And then the right tackle, Emory Jones, giving him an 88. So, like I said, some true star power on this LSU roster. And I think this is uh, – Brian Kelly has also said this spring, hey, he likes his roster, but – we got to stay healthy because there's a couple of positions yep. where if disaster strikes, uh, then, I, then I don't know if we got the pieces to replace some of these guys. So if we can stay healthy, I mean, that's 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 cliche as well. That's what everybody says. But if LSU can do it, man, they, they have got some uh, All-Americans all over this roster. Well, I mean, and, and sometimes when you look at past SEC champs or past national champs, that's – Sometimes what it boils down to is just lady luck's on your side. So if, right. if if that happens, then definitely could benefit a team like LSU that may be a, a little thin in certain positions. But again, I think they got a lot more depth this year than they did last. So mm -hmm. uh, I'm not saying that can means they can afford injuries, but you know maybe they have a little bit more breathing room there. Right. So let's look at the camp questions, Shane. I'm kind of curious to know what you think of uh, what LSU's got to answer because across the board, I think we're pretty solid across the roster. Not not searching for a ton of answers, but you you referenced the secondary already. How does that unit gel? Mm -hmm. uh, which transfers come in here and solidify themselves and, and make a place for them on this defense? I think that's kind of the biggest question mark. And then running back, who emerges there? And maybe we don't need one guy. Maybe it is a committee approach, but I don't know. I, I mean, I, I just, I just think of LSU, Shane. I think a dynamic, elite running backs, and and if they're going to win it all, who's who's our Clyde Edwards-Alaire to step up to yeah. to carry that mantle? You know. Well, that and uh, you know, just just overall pressure. I mean, last year nobody was expecting you to win the SEC. You know, nobody was expecting you to make it to the college football playoffs, and you did. Now we've got Heisman campaigns. We've got, you know, 
Mike out here saying you're going to win a natty. I mean, there's there's a lot more pressure on you coming into year two. How does how does Jaden handle that? So you know, sometimes that can get in these boys' heads, and uh, I I think that's one of the biggest camp questions for me is just how he how he takes over that and uh, the DBs. I think that's the easy answer there. But again, there's going to be a lot of new names uh, that you don't recognize, and and how quick does that does that group come together? So they get that figured out. Like I said, LSU could be a pretty scary team. Yeah, handling hype. That's a good one, Shane, because we have seen a lot of these SEC teams do not handle the hype very well. Yeah. You know what? No. All right, Shane. All right, Shane. I, I, I can't handle the hype. You know, it's like <laughs> Paul Feinbaum said my name last week. Now I'm freaking out about SEC media days. I don't know if them little chairs up there can hold my fat ass. You know what I'm saying? I was like, why don't you come to my booth there, Paul? <laughs> Let's break down the schedule, Shane. Win, loss, or toss for them LSU Tigers. And as always, we got to say it. We got to be very clear here, Shane. We're doing this as LSU homers, what we think the LSU fans truly think. Trying to be accurate, but being a little bit of a homer here. Yeah. Games that LSU should win this season. Mm. You're, you're going to get mad, I think, Shane, because I'm skipping – the first game. We'll get we'll get to that in a minute. Grambling State, easy win, right? Oh, or or sh- should should be a win. Thought right? that was Green Bay for a second. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's, that's an easy win right there. <laughs> At Mississippi State, trap game, not going to be easy. But LSU fans, they expect to beat Mississippi State. Every LSU year. fans expect to win this one definitely. Right. Arkansas at home again. It's going to be a physical game. Going to. Maybe the biggest game on, on Arkansas' schedule, well, it certainly will be t- up until this point, so it ain't going to be easy. But mm-hmm. you beat them last year in Fayetteville. LSU fans expect a win in Baton Rouge. Yeah, close game. Close game last year, but I, I there was more, I think, LSU fans upset after that one because they did expect to win that one. Not just win, but destroy them. Right. So, uh, yeah, this is a expected win as a homer here. Now, at Ole Miss, Shane, I'm even chalking this up as should be a win. But, uh, you know, I could see some fans being nervous. Rivalry game on the road. This was one of the biggest games of the SEC last year, believe it or not, because it was uh, Ole Miss was undefeated, I believe, in the top ten. It was an epic, epic game. But LSU rose to the occasion, and I think their fans expect them to do that on the road this year too. Yeah. Absolutely, Mike. This is a another win expected with LSU. Now, we're high as anybody on Missouri, Shane, and this yeah. game will be in Columbia the following week. But, again, I don't think MLSU fans or – I don't even think they know anything about Missouri. And they're sitting here saying, Missouri, that's like another bye week. That should be a win. <laughs> I'm not saying it's right, but I think that's the way they view it. Well, yeah, that's, that's exactly what Mizzou wants too. But I, I'm telling you right now, you poll the audience, there's not a Tiger out there, LSU Tiger, doesn't think they should win this one. So give me another one here. Mm-hmm. And now Auburn at home, tricky game. Hugh Freeze taking over, of course. Cannot overlook this game. But considering it's at home, considering it's the first year under a new coach, I think LSU fans got this one circled and, and saying, man, we, we can't look ahead, but this yeah. should be a win. Should be a win, Mike. Should be a fun win, too. Right. 
Now, Army. <laughs> this is one where it's like, why in the hell we playing triple option Army and all this? I mean, that that's a, that's a tricky game two weeks before Bama. He should have texted Hopple and said, how did you, you get out of this thing? <laughs> but obviously, should be a win. Uh, a couple weeks later, Florida at home. You beat Florida on the road. Then, as yeah. I'm going through this schedule, Shane, a lot of a lot of trap games. These are not <laughs> slam dunks. You're gonna just no. kill everybody, but you're getting them at home. You're getting them in the right spots. Most of them, Florida. That should be a win, right? Always a close game, Mike. Can't ever count these out, but should be a win right now. And then. Just as I say that, Shade, why are we speaking keep, of trap games? Why do we keep scheduling Georgia State? I don't know, but LSU did that the second to last weekend of the season, uh, despite all the the horrors that Georgia State has uh, made the SEC suffer. This should be a win as well. Jeez, we've SEC's bought these guys stadiums and uniforms, <laughs> and they just come up here and kick our ass. So, yeah, I am always worried about that. Every time I see that logo, I have nightmares, Mike. So, <laughs> and then finally, Shane, you could, you know, maybe I'm wrong on this one. But, you are, uh, you are. A and M, it's at home. They killed you last year, so I, I think the revenge factor. I think what LSU will be playing for by this point in time. I think A and M should be a win. But it uh, mm-hmm. sounds like you're thinking that's a little bit more of a toss-up. I'm thinking toss here, Mike, just because, again, they won last year. Uh, they're also returning a lot of talent back. Um, and this is just it's the end of the, end of the season. Rivalry game, it's, it's a lot on the line here. So mm-hmm. I would have this as a toss. Now, I don't have one single game, Shade, that LSU is unlikely to win, which means I only got two toss-ups even. Florida State in the opener – away from Baton Rouge, it's in Orlando, and at Alabama. Am I wrong about either of those? Would you switch other those to a to a likely win or a likely loss? I would switch Florida State to a win. And the reason is, is they're not that good, Mike. <laughs> you, you, you know, fans, you may want to clip this later and then delete it when I prove you wrong. <laughs> I can see the bookmarks now. Uh, but I just, I, again, I think, Last year, and that's what they're going off of. They beat them last year. But the, the LSU team, if you would have rolled them out there week 12 against mm-hmm. Florida State, they would have yeah. kicked the shit out of them. So, yeah. I don't know why we why we entertain this as a toss. <laughs> toss that out of here, Mike. That should be a loss. <laughs> or a win. Win what, for uh, What about uh, at Alabama? No, that's got to be a toss. The, yeah. the, okay. That one's a doozy, Mike. And, yeah. and uh, I mean, I'd love to just – Give them a win here, even as a homer. But a deep down inside, all else LSU fans know that man, we just barely got them last year, you know, and <laughs> and that was at home. So what is it? What do we do this year, you know? So, yeah. uh, but I I think they're not as worried as they have been in years past. All right, so let's go it through it, Shane, week by week, predicting the record for LSU as LSU homers. Hell, you you laid yeah. your case already in the opener, Florida State win. But I will say this, Shane. Uh, Big like, win. Again, Florida State's getting all this hype. I think that's perfect for LSU because they beat you last year. It was a fluky game. This is your opportunity. This is Remember, again, this will be, what is it? I think it's Sunday night football before NFL. It's going to be the only game on nationally televised. Florida State thinks they're winning it all this year, Shane. This is your opportunity <laughs> to tell the nation that, no, you got the wrong team and this we're significantly better than we were last year. 
while Florida State's probably equal to or to worse. I don't, I don't know, but I'm right there with you. Give me LSU to win this football game. Yeah, give me big win here. This is, I mean, because this game was an embarrassment last year for Brian Kelly. I mean, this was his debut in the SEC. Mm-hmm. LSU looks back at this one. I mean, this one's this is a touchy game. I would imagine in that locker room. They're not overlooking them this time, brother. They this they got a bullseye, and this is the only team they're focused on September third. And it's like I said, it's going to be in Orlando. It's going to be an ass whooping, and then you could go down to Disney and spend all your money out there and have fun with the kids while all the other Seminoles go back home. You know, it's going to yep. be great. I, I, this is going to be such a fun game, and it is. It's it's again, it's a reminder that there is a large gap between SEC and ACC. Hmm. There's well, a reason they won in this conference. And I don't even know what league Grambling is in, Shane, but it don't matter because they're going home Mm-mm. with a big loss, right? Yeah, this is another one. I, I like Grambling. I've, I've always been a fan of their school, but uh, this one right here is not – I don't think it's going to be a, a bloodbath, but it is not going to be fun. Right. This, this is it's a good chance to get Nussmeyer in there. Now here's where things really get tricky, Shane. On the road, first true road game in Starkville, Mississippi Mm -hmm. State crossroads game annually for both LSU and Mississippi State. First year under Zach Arnett, so not 100% sure what we're going to be getting from this Mississippi State Bulldog team. LSU cannot overlook this team because they're going to give them a a one hellacious fight down there in Starkville. But I just think it's too much to ask for Mississippi State to win. But I, I bet you they cover the spread, whatever the you know, I don't know what the line is, but I think it's going to be a very tight game. And I, I think, you know, I always worry about games like this because when I mm-hmm. when I look at it last year with LSU, none of them expected to lose to Texas A&M. None of right. them expected a close game with Arkansas. But it felt mm-hmm. like sometimes when they weren't completely dialed in, all of a sudden they found themselves in a dog match. But Mississippi State's going to be one of those. You're you're at Mississippi State. It's going to be a loud, large. I mean, it's going to be. They're going to be pumped up. They're going to. They they want to beat you because mm-hmm. you will be a top t- five team at this point. So, uh, but I, I still got LSU. And Mississippi State will probably be undefeated because they got two relatively easy yeah. games. So a lot on the line for them Bulldogs. Next week, Shane Arkansas comes to town. They've won. The last time they were they played at Baton Rouge. So mm-hmm. again, not a gimme. We love KJ. We love Rocket. Sam Pittman, one of the best in the in the biz. Uh, but again, I mean, I anticipate LSU to get the win here. But hey, you said it yourself. I mean, th- this was a game KJ didn't even play in, and they right. nearly beat LSU last year. So uh, rivalry game, Golden Boot. I mean, this. I don't want to call it a toss up, but it's. It's very, very close, particularly if KJ's on. And, hell, it is a toss-up in my mind. But I, I still got LSU getting the win. I tell you, I think if, if LSU's going to have that perfect run these next few weeks, it's going to be tight. I think they're going to mm-hmm. do a lot of growing up. The Arkansas game in particular, I know it's going to be close. I know it's going to come down the wire. I just think as a homer that uh, the that – there's no reason we should lose to the Razorbacks here. So, um, short of injuries, which in a perfect world will be completely healthy. So, give me a win here. Uh, give The Golden Boots coming home with me. Yeah, you know what's interesting, Shane? I've not really even think, thought about it really till now. But, like you said, the first four SEC games, three of them mm-hmm. are on the road. Yeah. 
I mean, this is this is a damn minefield, and it continues at Ole Miss. I mean, there's gonna be there's a real opportunity LSU drops one of these games, and it, it's not gonna kill their season, but it has the potential if they let it snowball at Ole Miss. Lane Kiff is gonna want his revenge. You just never know what you're getting with that damn wild man there. Yeah. Uh, Man, I, I really want to pick Ole Miss, but we're LSU homers on this one, Shane. Give me they have LSU Tigers, but you cannot overlook because, as I said on the on the quarterback rankings, I think Jackson Dart's in for a huge, huge uh, season. I think he's going to be one of the top three quarterbacks in the SEC, and you pair that with Junkins, you pair it with Pete Golding improving the defense. Ole Miss is not going to be an easy out. No, not at all. And and uh, again, I I wouldn't call it a trap game either because I, I think Ole Miss will be will be ranked pretty high here. This this is going to be a potential. This may this may be a nighttime matchup. I would imagine there's going to be a lot of folks with their eyes on this one. So yeah. uh, this will be a good game. Hell of a game, Mike. Oh my God, the amount of points <laughs> that this thing could do. I mean, this may be a fifty to fifty game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Coming it out of the wire, but. Uh, as a homer, give me the LSU Tigers here again. All right, October 7th, Shane, on the road at Missouri. We've talked a lot about Missouri. Outstanding chance. If you don't know about Missouri now, watch out because they may be 5-0 and here. And if LSU's 5-0, and one of the best showdowns of the weekend, Missouri defense, LSU offense, probably the, the matchup of the week in the SEC, October 7th. Well, give me that offense, Shane. <laughs> give me them LSU Tigers. I think they get it done. But, again, if Missouri is as good as we think they are, that that may help LSU because they're not going to overlook the Tigers, uh, the, the Missouri Tigers, that is, of course, uh, if they're undefeated and, and, and sitting here at 5-0. and It's so funny. You look at the way you've done this with the wins and the toss and that win. I just see a win sitting there, and I'm like, but it's going to be like, pulling teeth man to get to that <laughs> that that win you know this this one's going to be one of those that i could see easily being down at half you know kind of like the georgia mizzou game last year and you're just like holy sh you know what happened <laughs> and then next thing you know it's like we have that maybe that heisman moment from Jaden daniels here so yep. uh this, this is going to be a tough tough little sled of, of, of ball games here but i got lsu i just think they got too much talent in the long run here, um, especially on that offensive side. And I love Mizzou's defense, don't get me wrong, but it's the legs of Daniels that I think would, would help some prevail in this game. So uh, give me a, a late win for the LSU Tigers here. Yeah, and a little bit of a murderer's row ends for several weeks in a row here, Shane, with Auburn coming to yeah. town. At least you get it at home. Hugh Freeze and the Tigers, are, they're going to be the ultimate wild card, I, I really do think, in the SEC this year. So, uh, I mean, they could have a losing record, and they could still win this football game. I mean, I, I mm -hmm. think it, they're going to be that kind of a problem for somebody. I don't know if it's LSU. I'm not predicting it here. But, uh, again, I, I, I hate to keep repeating myself here, Shane, but we got about four or five toss-up games in a row. And, yeah. and odds are you're not going to win all your toss-ups, so you got to take care of business, and you certainly got to do it at home. So give me LSU, but I think it may be like an overtime game here. Really? I, I feel like this is going to be a huge scores first. Auburn goes up 7 nothing. Mm-hmm. Maybe even ten nothing, and then they never score again. You know? 
<laughs> that's kind of what it feels like with me here. I think Death Valley comes alive and and uh, give me LSU with a huge win here. Yeah, hey, hey, don't completely overlook Army. We got Alabama coming ahead. We do got two weeks to prepare for. Thankfully, we got two weeks after facing yeah. the triple option, Shane, because we may need it. But uh, oh, man, this is this could be just a headache game. Easy win, but. Uh, one more low week. scoring, low yeah. scoring, <laughs> nasty. Don't even know why we do this. You know, you just, you do it to yourself. So yeah. was the check worth it? I don't know, but Mike, I, I'm telling you, this is not going to be a fun game to watch, but it will be victorious for the LSU Tigers. Now here's the one that uh, we're all waiting for here. Shane LSU at yeah. Alabama game of the year out of the sec West last year, you could argue uh, what an epic showdown. Brian Kelly came down here, and I love the fact, you know, day one, Shane, he said, I, I want to coach Nick Sa- against Nick Saban. I want to beat him, and I can't yeah. do it at Notre Dame. I got to come to LSU to do it, and he did it in year one. It's truly impressive. Can he do it back-to-back years, Shane? I'm picking LSU to win it all, but I'm picking Alabama in this game. <laughs> I just think uh, everything going into it, and I, I'm not even that high on Alabama as, as most are, but I just think, you know, I, I think they're right now in Tuscaloosa. They're they're basically counting down to this game, and they're gearing yeah. up for it. After losing last year, I could be dead wrong, but uh, I do think this will be a, a great, great matchup, but I think the home field may be a little too much to overcome. So give me Alabama in this matchup. Mike, and, and I'm thinking too, brother, best case scenario. What's the best case scenario that happens for LSU? And in my mind, I just don't see a perfect season. Right. I mean, think about it. The best LSU football team almost lost to Alabama, you mm-hmm. know, when they were there. So I, 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 I'm not saying that this is going to be their loss necessarily. I'm looking at two teams. I'm looking at Texas A&M and I'm looking at Alabama. One of those, they drop. And I just think – I hate to piggyback off you, but I'm going to go with a loss here as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think sometimes Alabama just gets in your head a little bit, and um, I, I think I think that's what we get here. So give me a first loss of the year to the Crimson Tide. And that makes the following week just paramount, Shane, because yeah. we have seen it many times before, particularly if Alabama's undefeated uh, after this weekend and, and they're sitting here in first place in the West – we have seen LSU kind of go into the tank. Now, yeah, we didn't see that against you know. We've only had one year of Brian Kelly, so we I'm not putting that on him. It's not you can't hold him to what happened in the past at LSU. But uh, this may be the coaching job of the year to get up for Florida. Who knows what Florida looks like? Billy Napier. This may be the game that uh, that he needs to keep his job or or build support or or do anything. You know, I I think this game will mean the world to him. Remember, he wanted the LSU job. I don't even think they considered him when he, he was dominating at Louisiana. But, you know, that, that does make sense, not to slight Napier, but if they if they knew they were going to get Brian Kelly, I mean, the resumes don't even compare at this point in time. So, uh, But this is a personal game to Billy yep. Napier, Shane. I think Florida will give them a real run for their money. But, uh, again, I think Brian Kelly is a true professional. So he'll have his team ready to play. But watch out for them Gators in this matchup. Give, give me LSU win, but I, I don't think it's a comfortable win. Yeah, Mike. I think 
I think good teams they kind of linger on those on those losses. If that was an Alabama loss, I think you know you may get a little bit of a hangover here uh, during the Florida Gators, a little slow at the start. But great teams, they just bounce back, and I think that's what LSU has the potential to have here as a great team. Yeah. One loss does not define your season, and whether it's LSU and Alabama, whether it's LSU and Mizzou or Arkansas or Texas A&M, you lose a game, you're still going to college football playoffs. You're still a top five team, man. It's mm-hmm. happening. So I, I think right here they bounce back big. Give me a, a, a huge upset – or not upset, but a huge victory oh, for uh, – I've got to slow down here, Mike. Let me just <laughs> Let me just dial back, all right? Big win, LSU Tigers. Okay, okay. And following week, Georgia State, tricky, tricky game. Shane, just we're just judging that off past history. I can't yeah. break down Georgia State. You should beat the brakes off them. Let's let's do that here and let's get to A and M because that's that's another. Yeah, you know, I I called it a win. You called it a toss up. You're probably right. I mean, if if A and M's as good as I think they will be, this could be the game that decides the SEC West this year. Well, what I like about it is just how they, they, they match up, you know. Some of the – what LSU's really good at defending, Texas a and really good at doing and, and vice versa. So, I think this is going to be a – this is going to be a hell of a matchup. If that secondary doesn't figure it out, I mean, the, the Texas A&M wide receivers are just going to – I mean, they're going to have a field day. But if they do figure it out, there's no way you're going to run on these guys. So, it's like it, – it's damned if you do, damned if you don't. It's going to be a freaking awesome matchup. Mm-hmm. But uh, but wait, I before think you I'll, answer, Shane, let me ask you yeah. this. Let's just go with me here. Let's say this scenario plays out where LSU loses at Alabama. But let's say Alabama lost at A&M a couple weeks before. Mm-hmm. So we're going into the final week, and it, it's like a three-way tie for first, which would mean perhaps LSU, A&M, in Baton Rouge, decides the SEC West trip to the SEC championship game. And, of yeah. course, A&M won last year. Who, who does that favor, you think, that if, if everything's on the line for this one matchup before you make your decision here, does that favor A&M, who beat them, who's looking for their first trip ever to Atlanta? Does it favor LSU, who's got the home field advantage? I don't know. What, what's your thoughts on that? I think LSU, man. You're you're at night. It's Death Valley. Everything. I mean, you've just went to an SEC championship, you know. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and I'm telling you right now, Mike. If if that scenario plays out, you can't afford to lose this. You're not you're not mentioned. The the college football playoff committee does not say what you want, man. We got to see a prime example of it last year. That whatever happens toward the end of the season is what sticks in their head. Yeah. when trying to pick out who the top four teams are. So if you play this game close and lose, or I mean, or get destroyed, there's no way you're making it to the college football playoffs. And, and I know that's big for A&M because they've never been there, but it's also huge for LSU. And and I just think when it when you boil it down to that that simple, it comes down to home field advantage. And there's not a better place to play than, than Death Valley at night. So mm-hmm. uh, I, I think uh, I think this is a big one. It's a close one. And as a homer, we're taking it home, baby. And we're going back to the SEC championship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm right there with you. So 11-1, and one, depends on what happens with Alabama. They could go undefeated, but it depends on what happens. They got some tough games, too. Uh, I think that'll be enough to win the SEC West. 
but uh, I can't wait to to find out this fall. You know what? Nah, man, I can't either. And I mean, well, in your scenario, okay, Mike, I'm picking your brain now. Uh-huh. You have them going to a natty. That means mm-hmm. you'd have them beating Georgia because there's no yes. way they lose to Georgia. Okay. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. shit, man. Did you hear that, Bulldogs? <laughs> Did you hear that? Georgia gets into the playoff as well somehow. I mean, because I think they'll be undefeated. That's their first loss, yeah. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Wouldn't that be something? You got Alabama with one loss, uh-huh. Texas A&M in this, in this scenario, two losses, mm-hmm. but LSU with one loss, Georgia with one loss. You know, somebody's getting butt hurt and not getting into that playoff. <laughs> It may be saving again. He may be out there just (laughs) holding that sign up like, this isn't fair. Fix it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, buddy, uh, another team preview in the book. Only three more to go. You got anything before we hop off the line? No, man. Again, another great show. Um, I love doing these, and I'm looking forward to it, man. The buzz is in the air. Everybody's wanting to – I mean, it's so funny. You put out with, like, the quarterback thing. You did that a month ago. Nobody even paid attention to you. Yep. But now, college football is starting to come around. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> get a little get a little upset. Well, if you think you're upset, wait till you hear what Mike picked you and your, your team. So, <laughs> that'll be coming out a little closer to the SEC media days. But, no, brother, I, I, I love this, and uh, I love getting on here, and I look forward to uh, tomorrow. Absolutely. All right, brother. Well, I appreciate you. As always, I appreciate all the cousins out there. We'll catch you on the next one. All right. See you guys. Go Tigers. (laughs) Hey, buddy. This beer's for you, Mike, and Cousin Shane. That SEC podcast loves the pirate, and the pirate loves that SEC podcast. Hail State.